Hello, everybody. This is Jim Young with Evolved Athletics Radio. This is episode 13, and we're going to talk a little bit about biohacking today. Well, actually, we're going to talk a lot about biohacking today, what it is, how people define it, what people use it for, and a few of my thoughts on the topic. So we're going to jump right into this episode, and what I want to do first is define biohacking. So it's important to note here that you're not going to find this word in Merriam-Webster's dictionary, um, which tends to mean that it's not an accepted word in the English language. However, that doesn't mean that it's not something that's used uh, prevalently in, in our language. So let's break it down biohacking bio stands for biological and hacking well hacking stands for hacking and i'm going to assume everybody knows what biological is so what i really want to do is spend some time on the word hacking which i I can't believe this is a word that we use but when you hack something you you typically cut corners or you are circumventing a step for instance a hack job uh, you, you don't typically want to build a foundation on a hack job, right? A hack job usually means that that someone didn't spend a lot of time working on that particular project. So again, to use the word biohacking, you don't want to circumvent any process in biology. Typically, when you skip steps in biology, there's usually some type of feedback, right? There's some usually some type of negative outcome when you skip something. Look at genetics, for instance. If we skip a step in, say, transcription, then typically that leads to errors, which either leads to faulty DNA being passed or, you know, faulty information being passed, or it tends to lead into other error codes that are being produced. So you you don't actually want to hack biology. Now, what you're doing a lot of times when you're looking at biohacking, what you're doing is you're manipulating physiology. But you can only manipulate physiology to a point, right, until something bad happens or something negative happens, which there's usually repercussions to any time you're cutting corners. Biohacking usually means you're cutting corners. Again, just looking at the definition of the word when we split it apart, biological hacking. It's important to note here that that's typically overlooked. When people use the word biohacking, they're using it in a different context, right? What they really mean is that they're manipulating physiology. I'll use uh, blue lenses for example. Blue lenses have uh, come up quite a bit in, I don't know, maybe the last year or two. And the idea is that by blocking some of this blue light, you are able to restore some circadian rhythms. And the research is still kind of out on whether or not it actually works or not. Some people claim it does. Some people claim it doesn't. Regardless, the, the research, the science is still kind of out on it. Now, that's not hacking anything. That's manipulating your physiology. That's manipulating your biology for a particular outcome. It's something your body already does. You're just providing an environment for it to do it sooner or more efficiently. Again, that's not hacking. That's not a hack job, right? So again, biohacking in the... Let me take a step back. 
if you haven't gathered at this point, my views on biohacking is I think it's a joke. I think people that get sucked into it are probably hacking most things in life. They're cutting corners and they're not following through on other things. Most most things that we want to occur with our physiology and our biology are things that take time to occur. So let me explain this a little more. When people are looking at biohacking, a lot of times what they're looking at is weight loss or more specifically fat loss and muscle growth. You know, that tends to be the two things that biohacking uh, approaches more often. And with those two things, you really can't hack muscle growth and fat loss what really without some negative feedback muscle growth for instance some people will start messing with hormones steroids for instance and there does seem to be some negative outcomes attached to steroid use and more prominently steroid abuse and again with fat loss you know you have things like Stimulants, really strong stimulants uh, that have their own set of issues that come along with them. Um, you have liposuction and you know all these other you know crazy things that are available. And again, those things they're quick fixes. You're not biohacking though. That's not biohacking. That's manipulating physiology, either biologically or just outright physically, right? Because liposuction, you're physically altering the body. And that's not a biological, I mean, it'll cause biological change, but you're not doing anything biological. You're physically removing fat from the body. So all in all, though, if you haven't gathered, again, my stance on biohacking is I think it's a joke. Uh, I think that people, specifically marketers that use biohacking as a platform to sell things to people, they're inadvertently confusing people more on topics of nutrition and physiology and fitness and and honestly health in general because I've seen some of these shucksters uh, really muddle medical science right I've seen some of these biohacking marketers tell people that you'll never have to see a physician again because you know my super pseudoscience biohacking program will help you, you know, do this and that and fly without wings. It, it's just, it, it's crazy. Some of the stuff that's out there. And again, I, I think we need to take a step back and we really need to take an analytical view on what we're hearing. Information is plentiful on the internet, right? But it becomes hard to find out or to find a reputable source and not just one multiple sources we really want to take the time slow down think about what you're trying to accomplish and what does the science in the consensus say right find experts in that field and crowdsource that information right so for instance if i'm looking at uh, muscle growth and weight loss and sports performance. You know, I look at people like Brad Schoenfeld, Brett Contreras. Um, I I was going to say BJ Godur, but <laughs> he's not really a scientist or a, a researcher, but he's he's fun to watch. Um, Greg Knuckles. You know, a, a lot of these a lot of these individuals, they're 
they're based in science and what they currently do is typically research or research review and that's really important. That's really important because if they can all agree on the same thing, right, then the consensus is whatever that agreement is. So we want to make sure that we're able to combine information from different sources and make sure that they're matching somewhat. And that's what we want to use as our basis to take action on whatever change we're trying to accomplish. So again, if I'm looking at muscle growth or sports performance, I'm going to tend to lead towards, you know, Greg Knuckles and Mike Isretel is another one. Although I don't believe he's currently a researcher, but he does hold a PhD. So, you know, there's some merit to that. And it's something that he does on a daily basis. That's how he makes his living. So again, you know, I'm going to look to those individuals. And if there's some agreeance that they have on a particular topic, then I'm going to use that, right, to base my actions on, again, muscle growth or strength or sports performance. I'm going to look at that. And I'm going to use that to build out my program. And, and it, actually, that's what I do. Brad Schoenfeld's another one. You know, he's published quite a few uh, books on the topic of muscle growth, hypertrophy specifically. And to a small degree, we see uh, some sports performance out of, out of him. So again, let's jump back to biohacking. I, I gave you the example of the blue lenses. One of the other things that tends to jump up quite a bit is ketogenic dieting. People have referred to ketogenic dieting as biohacking. And again, that's not biohacking. You're manipulating your physiology. You're manipulating your biology to do an action that it already does on its own. You're just providing an environment to enhance whatever particular outcome you're trying to accomplish with ketogenic dieting. Now, some of the information or some of the stuff that you might hear about ketogenic dieting is that it's helpful for weight loss. That might be true, but we have to keep in mind that anything that creates a caloric deficit is going to cause weight loss. There's nothing magical about ketogenic dieting that causes you to drop weight, you know, pound after pound, you know, in a matter of a couple of days. And when I say pound after pound, I'm talking about fat, and that's typically what most people are talking about too is fat. The initial weight loss that you see in those first couple of weeks of ketogenic dieting, a lot of it isn't isn't fat. A lot of it's going to be water weight for the most part. And then you're going to see a little bit of muscle mass, um, muscle loss during those first couple of weeks. And that's just that's just it, right? You do and the consensus does seem to support the idea that some performance, uh, sports performance declines slightly during those first couple of weeks too. And again, a lot of that has to do with acclimation of that new diet. Your body has to figure out what it's using as, as an energy source and has to redistribute nutrients. But again, this isn't biohacking, right? This isn't a hack job. You're not cutting corners. You're not circumventing anything, right? You're You're manipulating your body to force not even force really i mean you're you're manipulating your physiology your biology to use an energy source that it it doesn't normally use on its own just because of the way your diet is right most of our diets are 
carbohydrate heavy, that's fine. That's, that's how most of us are able to operate at a higher performance. But some people, for whatever reason, seem to function better on a slightly higher fat diet. And if they're truly ketogenic, then I think it's like 70 to 80% of your total caloric intakes from fat. For me, that's a bit excessive. Uh, I had a lot of issues when I tried it myself. And, and that's fine. But if you get relief out of it, again, if you see that you perform better on a higher fat diet like that, that's not biohacking. That's just manipulating your physiology. So let's not confuse that, right? You're not cutting corners. You're not circumventing anything. You're just manipulating your physiology. The other thing that really blows my mind about biohacking in general is there are whole companies and organizations that are based on this concept of biohacking. They're truly convinced that biohacking is another field of science. (laughs) And And it's funny. It should be funny, especially if we look at the two words that make up biohacking, right? Biological hacking, right? Again, I, I keep saying this, but hacking again, you're, you're cutting corners, you're circumventing, you're breaking into like, for instance, hacking uh, back in the 90s, hacking was used as a term to describe what people did to computers. You hacked a computer, you broke in and circumvented the spyware or you know whatever kind of firewall that they've had up you know you so you hacked their computer right you were cutting corners you circumvented passwords you hacked we don't do this to biology we don't do this to physiology we manipulate and it's important to make that distinction you don't want to cut corners in physiology and biology you just you don't there's nothing nothing good can come from it And I know people aren't going to have the same viewpoint as myself, and that's fine. And it does sound like I'm arguing minutiae here. And to a small degree, I am, but I just want people to understand that you don't want to cut corners and you don't want to circumvent anything. Biohacking, the term, is laughable, laughable at best. And that's okay if you don't agree with me. That's fine. We always revert back to what science and research has to say about a given topic. And I'll always revert back to the science. And if there is some merit that comes out of this biohacking field, uh, I will give credit where credit is due. But I refuse to use the term biohacking because that's not what is going on. Again, If there are people out there that want to counterpoint me, that's fine. I I want to hear back from you. I want to hear some defense in the use of the word biohacking and what what that actually means. And if I'm defining it wrong, correct me. I'm always open to dialogue. I'm always open to dialogue. However, at this point in time, biohacking, my opinion, biohacking is a joke. I think it's laughable. And I think what's actually going on is we're just manipulating physiology and biology. So I'd like to hear back from you if you disagree with me. Again, I'm open to debate in in this particular topic. And uh, for the rest of you, I hope that you you took a a small nugget out of this podcast. Again, most of it's just my viewpoint on, on biohacking. 
But in any case, as always, I appreciate everybody staying till the end. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate it. And we'll talk soon. Thanks, everybody. Hey, everybody, before I wrap this up, I just want to say thank you for listening to the end. I really appreciate everybody's uh, ears and attention. Uh, I know everybody's time is really important. So again, thank you. As I mentioned in the update that I posted a day or two ago or three days ago, whenever I posted it, my Patreon page is active. It is up. I will be beginning to add content to that uh, the 9th, which is Monday in two days, I believe as I'm posting this on the 7th, and the subscription or the patronage is only $5. That is the the only tier that I have available at this particular point. And what I'll be doing is all the content that I produce will end up on that Patreon page because I produce a lot of content for other platforms, not just this podcast, but I also have a blog. I post on LinkedIn quite often. I do post some stuff to Instagram periodically uh, and a few other sites that I, I dabble with. And, and again, what I've heard is that people say they have a hard time keeping up with all the different content that I produce. So I thought, you know what? A Patreon page would be awesome. The $5 a month will help out tremendously in producing more content and more actionable content because, again, that's what's most important to me is delivering information that has some type of actionable uh, content to it. And I don't always do that, but that's my goal is to make sure that there is at least one action that you can take out of every piece of content that I produce. That's the goal. And that $5 a month, what that'll also allow me to do is create a community of like-minded individuals that want to help each other succeed in the goals that they're trying to attain. And it's not always weight loss, right? Sometimes it's just confidence. Some people lack that confidence. And one of the ways that we try or myself try to do is by increasing physical fitness, a lot of times we see a boost in confidence too. So again, Uh, The patronage from the Patreon page will help me build that community. And again, I'd like you to be a part of it. So check out the description, check out the Patreon page, and uh, I hope to see you there. Thanks, everybody.